Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host James, and today we are finally Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble's second to last album in Step with air date order. When we look at the episode back window. <laughs> And what an episode this is. So we begin in downtown city with like a piece of paper floating about. And it flies by a set of windows which have residents that call out to Psycho, Rear Window, and North by Northwest. Which set the tone for this episode because if you couldn't tell, the title is based on Rear Window. (laughs) And uh... We're gonna we're gonna roll with that, but uh, there's gonna be a bit of a buffer between. So the paper keeps going, but it stops at a stoplight, and I know that's cartoon logic. I'm still upset about the last episode not being real, though, because like. If that if that is real, then why can't last episode be real? It's just annoying. So, uh, the paper eventually falls to the ground and we see an extreme logo on it. And here's a thing. It has a date on it. It has a month and a day on it. And that gives us something. So the day is August 19th. Which gives Netflix order some more credence. But I mean that must mean that the Biscuits uh, like birthday takes place in summer and not December. Which puts their quarter birthday... At like September, October, or November, but that doesn't that doesn't even make sense with like like I know I know saying uh, uh, what's in the batter like is in March is more of a guess based on some evidence, but. At the same time, it kind of makes sense with, like, how the rest of that season plays out and how season two plays out. Something just feels off here. So, I also want to talk about the coloring. It's, like, green and yellow, which is, like, and it's like extreme themed, which is the color scheme later used by the washouts, which the hand that feeds also steals. So, anyway, Josh, who is working to collect trash, picks up the paper and throws it out. We then pan into Littlest Pet Shop, where we see the store briefly, and then we hear the TV in the other room. And the announcer is announcing for a pet TV show called 
faceplant, which is just a version of Wipeout, where the contestants are pets. Right. The, the fact that pets have their own channels in this universe, also, that's just more weird than what happened last episode. Like, like, okay, last episode is gonna be, like, like a bugbear to me, because, like, there's just so much that, like, makes less sense than that does, and yet that's the episode that's not real. Maybe I, like, I did come up with an idea for, like, a shorthand that signifies this. Um, I'm gonna see if I can make that work, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's hard to figure out how to produce this show. So, anyway, the pets are watching, and they're getting excited, and the announcer is talking about if the contestants make it through, uh, they get a chance at the Magna Obliter course. We see a dog getting kicked into a shark-infested pool, and Russell asks if those are real great white sharks and Sunil reassures them that they're not real great white sharks because they're hammerheads oh boy I, lo- I just I, <laughs> I love that joke anyway so Penny is getting really into the show and Zoe asks about that Penny says that she's a plant head and when Minka asks about this Penny explains that it's a face plant super fan she says she has seen every episode and even has the novelizations. <laughs> oh boy. Minka is confused as is pretty much everyone, although I guess that's the nature of the joke. And then Penny uh, shushes her as things are getting good on the TV screen. The team is almost there without the last second. The course gets the better of them and they fall into the hammerhead filled drink and then they say that faceplant is coming to downtown city next week and they ask pets to come out for tryouts penny imagines the group there and uh like you know they're doing the pyramid to get the flag which ends the obliter course but penny falls however she has the flag and she has beaten the course and Penny is showered with praise and roses and is awarded with the golden cone. She blows kisses and in reality Minka asks who she's doing that to and Penny says that they'll make a face plant team and nothing will stand in their way. And Pepper says yeah, not even common sense. So after the intro... Blythe is working on some designs, but she's not happy with any of them. Sunil and Russell come up and ask about this. Blythe explains what's going on, and she's having, like, designer's block. And asks them 
uh, what's up as well. Russell says that Penny is having them train for faceplant, and Blythe seems confused and uh, asks, isn't that the show with the real great white sharks? But Sunil corrects her to hammerheads. And, like, I goes, right, whatever. Anyway, so Blythe wants them to leave so she can get back to work and focus. So Sunil leaves, but Russell doesn't, and Blythe looks at him, and Sunil drags him off. Josh comes in, and we see his shadow, and asks Blythe what's up. She says, not now, Russell, and Josh says, who's Russell? Blythe nervously looks up and sees Josh and says that Russell is no one. And Russell, who is still in the room, gets mad. So, so in case you may have forgotten, this is the episode I showed Jean, which is also the episode he uses to base his claims of Russell having a thing for Blythe because he's uber jealous of Josh and wants to stick around with Blythe. Uh, 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 uh. So, the thank, thanks for that, Jean. <laughs> thanks for tainting one of my favorite episodes of the show. Spoilers, but... Yeah, I really, really like this episode, just for how inane it is. So, Josh and Blythe continue their conversation, and Josh says he's working on a city initiative with trash cleanup, and he saw her in here and thought to check up on her. Blythe says she isn't ready to show her designs yet, but she's willing to share them once uh, she has them finalized. Josh is like, okay, and he heads back outside. And Blythe is like, you're officially in the loop, which she gets embarrassed about saying. Uh, so Russell uh, suspects Josh and thinks he's up to no good. But Sunil says that Josh is practically the opposite of suspicious. He's just a lovable teen with impeccable hair and Russell's like maybe even too impeccable which I can I can't not see it now come on thanks Jen so Penny is rallying the troops for her face plant and she has set up a rigorous course and Minka asks where she got all this stuff Penny being a super fan or a plant head if you will says that she has the home game. Hammerheads not included. <laughs> Which, uh, they need to practice the pet pyramid. Because that's, that's the thing that messes everyone else up. So everyone assembles quickly. But when uh, Penny Ling is tasked to go to the top, suddenly physics applies? And Penny is bothering everyone. Like, n no one had trouble assembling most of a pyramid. Even though it seems like they would. But, like, P Penny brings physics to this, which... I mean, I think that's me overanalyzing. But 
still. So when the pyramid becomes unstable, everyone falls over and Blythe rushes in. She sees that the pets have fallen and that Russell has taken the brunt of it. We then see Russell in a full body cast and Blythe asking him if he's feeling better. Russell says that uh, he doesn't have access to his quills, including quill number 95, which is his favorite. And uh, Blythe says that the vet said no rigorous exercise or training for questionably dangerous game shows. So the rest of the pets are ready to give up, but Penny isn't. She wants to continue. Blythe is concerned, but they say everything will be fine. Vinny then gets plastered onto the wall, and Blythe asks, did Vinny just shoot himself out of a whipped cream cannon? And Penny says, maybe. Blythe then says, no hammerheads, but a whipped cream cannon? What are the age ratings on this game? (laughs) Uh, Oh, God, that's, that's the stuff right there. So the pets agree to pa- practice away from Russell so it doesn't hear all the noise and it doesn't get noisy for him. But while the pets practice, Russell gets really bored. Like, insanely bored. So he then discovers he's itchy all over the place and shouts for help. The pets rush over and ask if anything is wrong. And Russell explains that he's itchy, and Pepper says that she can't reach. And Vinny says, that's because you don't have long reptile fingers. So he says, like you? And Vinny's like, yeah. Then he realizes what he just said and goes to scratch for Russell and is disgusted. They go to leave, but Russell wants them to stay, saying it's been forever since they last hung out. But Sunil says it's only been eight minutes. And Pepper gives him a duck call in case of emergency. And then Russell abuses it, in quotes, by demanding something to drink, something to eat, a blanket to keep him warm, more itching, and like other things. But eventually Penny goes crazy and takes it from him. While practicing for this is big, Russell needs some attention or at least something to do. You can't have him just be back there. Oh, you're completely... Fo- you need to visit him once in a while. Like, he's in a full-body cast. He can't do a lot of things by himself. Like... I've been in the hospital before. It sucks. You can make it suck less by taking like five minutes out of like every hour. Although apparently pets don't really have a sense of time. Although some do. So have them keep track of time. Like five minutes, an hour to like visit Russell, see how things are going. Or at least give him, like, a game or the TV if you're not using it. You can make it suck less. Although, I don't know, Blythe is also working on her designs. She could take a break from that and visit with Russell as well. 
But I mean, there's there's kind of a difference that Blythe is kind of doing her job. She's being paid for this, literally, and she's almost out of clothes. Like you're kind of doing this for fun and glory, and I guess there might be a cash prize. But I don't know. This is a long shot. While Blythe is literally just doing her job. Speaking of Blythe, though. Blythe keeps at it, but she can't find anything worth keeping. And she makes a note about how much recycling she's made and goes out in hopes to clear her head. She goes out, puts her stuff in the recycling bin, and waves at Russell. She then goes back to work... And then Russell gets bored again and plays I Spy with my oversized hedgehog eyes by himself, but determines that it's no fun. He then sees Josh going through the recycling and grabbing some papers, and Russell comes to the only conclusion that he can, that Josh is working for the Biscuits again and stealing Blythe's designs for them. So this is the rear window element. A person in a cast looking out the rear window for a heinous crime. Or proof of a heinous crime, at least. So he then alerts the others and quacks because Penny took away the literal duck call. He is actually quacking. But it doesn't seem to reach. But uh, Penny is giving a pep talk. And they eventually hear Russell quacking. But decide to ignore him. Come on. He's in a full body cast. Like he needs something to do. I know. I know what you're doing is important. But you can't just leave him alone. So, Russell, fidgeting, falls over and rolls right into the other pets. And Penny is upset with him. And Russell explains the emergency. That Josh is stealing Blythe's designs for the biscuits again. So they ask him to clarify and explain further. And explain he does. In black and white. He begins with a parody of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but Pepper asks him to just get on with it. So Russell sees Josh stealing Blythe's discarded designs in the rain, because it's raining, rear window as established. He then uh, says that Josh gave them to the biscuits already on top of Mount Rushmore, which is north by northwest. So the Biscuits mass-produced Blythe's clothing and figuratively conquer the world, which leads Blythe to be chased out by, like, the designs, so she can't work anymore, and also being literally chased out by birds. You know, obviously birds. Anyway, back in color... Uh, the rest of the pets laugh at Russell's story. 
They go on to say that Josh is a nice boy with impeccable hair, and they go on to compliment him more. And Russell is like, I saw what I saw, and gets the duck call back and cracks with it. So he's like, oh, where'd he get that? So Russell tells them he knows what he saw. And he says he saw Josh stealing the design. Pepper agrees to go with Russell and he says, to the back window. Hey, that's the name of the episode again. So uh, he does need help getting back there, though, because he's in a full body cast in a hamster ball, I guess is what those are called. I guess maybe just pet balls because any pet can fit in them, apparently, in this universe because they're all so little. Anyway, so Russell is setting up the scene when he hears rustling again. However, this time, it's Pete the Rat, and Pepper brushes him off, saying she has a questionably dangerous game show to train for, and leaves. Russell is like, I know what I saw, but then he doubts himself. But then he sees Josh directly stealing Blythe's designs, and Josh saying... These designs of Blythe's are awesome. And Russell is like, I knew it, and wants to stop him, but gets itchy again. Blythe is still blocked and smacks her head against the book. Blythe determines that that was not a very good idea. So Blythe goes out to empty her wasted ideas and waves at Russell again. Russell wants to get Blythe's attention because the rest of the pets aren't going to listen to him now, but he knows what he saw and bangs against the glass to do so, to no avail. He then decides that desperate times call for desperate measures, and takes a fall. Blythe rushes in, knocks over the rest of the pets, disturbing the pet pyramid, to see if Russell is okay. Blythe goes to Russell, and he begins to tell Blythe. Russell explains his idea over again with the same footage as before, just fast-forwarded. The same black and white... Rear window, north by northwest, and birds filled footage. Just fast forwarded. Blythe is somewhat suspicious, but Russell says it's true. Blythe then talks herself into believing Russell and asks what to do. And Russell has a plan. And I do want to take a moment to say I like Blythe kind of talking herself into believing it because that's so teenagery it's like i don't have to worry about being awkward around this guy because he's evil now so i can't i can't go after someone evil right you know so anyway russell and blythe are waiting in the alley to catch josh in the moment blythe is a bit unsure but russell isn't he then sees Josh coming round the bend. Josh approaches and takes some designs, saying that these are perfect. Blythe, disheartened, pops out and accuses Josh of stealing for the biscuits. Josh says he was stealing, and Blythe continues as if he said he wasn't, and then gets confused. Josh says he was, but he wasn't giving them to the biscuits. So, to start over... His story, which is the true story, is that Josh 
saw how difficult a time Blythe was having when making designs. Uh, he saw her throwing out all of the designs she's made, so he took a look at them, and he thinks that they're great. So he was reminded of how he was stuck during soccer tryouts and couldn't even kick the ball straight because he was in his own head so much. His parents told him to make a vision board to visualize his wins, and it worked for him. So he thought he'd do the same for Blythe, which is ultra sweet. And Blythe asks, what now? So he brings it out and shows it to her and says, I really like these designs, and I think you can do something with them instead of just throwing them out. And Blythe is thanking him and saying that this is very thoughtful and that sometimes you need someone else to help you see a different perspective on things, and she gives a sly look to Russell. And uh, just backing up a bit, I do like how Blythe continues after Josh admits it, because that, that seems like a very Roger thing to do, and she's Roger's daughter, so I I love seeing, like, Roger's influence on Blythe, like, come out. Because, like, like, Blythe gets sometimes embarrassed by Roger, but she still loves Roger and still takes after him a bit. And I love it. So, in Blythe's room, later, uh, Young Me is complimenting Blythe's new design, saying that these are something fierce. Blythe says that it's all thanks to the vision board Josh gave her. And they both agree that Josh is adorbs. So, at a later point in time, next week, I think, maybe, Russell is rolling around and excited about being out of his cast, especially for Quill95, which is still his favorite. He then wonders where everyone else is, and they all come in with various casts. Russell wonders what happened, and they say that they weren't as ready as they thought for Faceplant, and that the only Cone Penny we'll be wearing won't be made out of gold. So the vet says, no rigorous exercises or training for questionably dangerous game shows. Russell says that they should watch something more serene, like his favorite show, The Duchess of Lancashire Lane. And as Russell begins to describe the Duchess of Lancashire Lane, the rest of the pets leave, and the flyer that started this episode comes back and blows us away to the end. So, again, this is kind of a short episode on my part, but, like, I just like this episode inside and out. There's, like, not a lot for me to complain about here, because, like... I just think it's good, like, the the pets being not the best friends to Russell in his time of need, like, that isn't, like, a complaint, like, I, I can see them being more focused on themselves because, again, they're teenagery. I'm gonna stick with that, that the pets are teens in this, so they're, they're a little more self-absorbed. That makes sense. And, like, like the whole idea of, like, 
parroting or sending up to Alfred Hitchcock is like it's it's weird but in a charming way it's it's not the weirdest parody of they've done but like it, it's interesting to see and it's just a interesting and fun episode and there's just not a lot to it like like i know gian put the bugs in my mind that make me see Russell having a thing for Blythe but honestly like even with that this is still probably one of my favorite episodes or at least one I like a whole lot like I don't know after doing this it's kind of hard because you see like like episodes you thought weren't as good like pop out as better and like I don't know like I really like this episode and yeah you can also thank this episode for uh, the podcast existing because it is so quintessentially LPS that I just needed to talk about it but like I haven't been talking about it as much as I have been with other episodes but like I just needed it out there, okay? And like this episode is quintessentially Littlest Pet Shop because it has weird references, weird world building in it. There's like the fun and interesting characters and it has like a pretty decent story. It's like all there. Like except for a song, but it's still just I don't know, like, it's just, it's just a good episode. I don't know what else to say about it. So I guess I'll just stop there and say that is it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Challenge and on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they are training for a questionably dangerous game show. And be sure to tune in for the next episode, Room Enough. I will see you then.